Dave Vaughn from the firm covering things on this Monday night, as you usually do. Dave, good to uh, good to hear from you. Week that was is how we start the show. So uh, what do you got for me, brother? Yeah, quit, uh, pretty uh, fitting. I wanted to talk actually about the uh, Tim Horton stories uh, mm-hmm. that's, that have been going around. Uh, there's been obviously a lot of media attention on these. Uh, and the story that came out last week that got everyone up in arms was, uh, you know, the franchisees cutting benefits, pay yeah. breaks and other perks, um, you know, and uh, <clears throat> because of that minimum wage uh, increase. And uh, what I can say about that from an employment law perspective is that while these changes do not violate the Employment Standards Act, they could very well give rise and probably do give rise to a constructive dismissal in many circumstances. And uh, what I mean by that is that if you take away an employee's benefits uh, or make other significant changes to the employment contract or the terms of employment, that's a breach of contract and gives the employee the opportunity to treat their employment as having been constructively dismissed. Uh, And in such a case, the employee would receive severance pay um, because of that. Um, The problem is that existing employees are not... Um, permit. Like, there's no way f- to prevent uh, these franchises from instituting such changes as benefits and whatnot. You know, right. taking away the benefits. So really, if they do institute these changes, like making the employee pay for the benefits, taking away their benefits, uh, the only thing the employee can do is either accept it, and then it'll become a new term of employment or refuse to accept it, allege constructive dismissal, and essentially resign from their employment and go after a severance package. So it's 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 not illegal to do. It's just morally not cool, and just it'll make more of a poison work environment, right? Well, it's a breach of contract in the sense they yeah. are breaching the contract, and I mean, obviously the the benefits are um, you know for some people it's a huge part of their compensation, right? Think of it this way: if the employer just made you know made a decision to cut the wages by five percent. That could, that's obviously a breach of contract, right, and, and could constitute constructive dismissal. So um, benefits, uh, a cut to benefits is very similar to that. Um, now, for employers, there are proper ways to do it, John. And th- for existing employees, what they should do is determine what their severance entitlement is. Mm-hmm. And uh, so let's say the employee should receive six months of, uh, of severance pay. You could actually just give the employee six months of notice of notice, the change yeah. coming into effect, and then they wouldn't be able, uh, able to claim constructive dismissal. What else you got uh, going on with the week that was? Well, staying on the constructive dismissal theme, I just resolved a case where my client was told that he would only be working um, and paid for three days a week moving forward. So he was working for five days a week, and they said, you know, moving forward, we're just going to move you down to three days a week. No one else had that happen uh, at the company. It was just him. Uh, this would have resulted in you know, a huge cut in his compensation, about 40%. Um, the employer said that this would occur on an indefinite basis. Um, the employee, my uh, client, told the employer that he couldn't live with that type of a cut, um, a pay cut given his financial obligations. Uh, asked them to reconsider. Uh, they said, nope, uh, it stood its ground. And... Um, as a result, my client did treat their employment as having yeah. been constructively terminated. We sued for severance pay. Uh, understandably, the employer took the position that it wasn't a constructive dismissal, that he had voluntarily resigned. Uh, we see that every time there's a constructive dismissal. Uh, there's always going to be a dispute about that. Um, this uh, position is obviously not supported by the law. You cannot cut someone's pay by 40% and expect them to continue working there. And we've often said in the past, so when it comes to that sort of thing, had this employee not wised up and listened to you and, and called you guys and, and rectified the problem, had he accepted this and you know a few months down the road happens again, 
It's already been accepted, right? Yeah, that's right. And I've actually speaking with uh, spoken with people before where they say, yeah, they cut, you know, they you know they had issues, uh, you know, re- recently, and then you know, oh, six months ago they actually cut my uh, cut my wages by you know x amount of dollars, and you know, I say, unfortunately, we can't do anything about that. Um, it happened six months ago. Uh, you accepted it or you, you acquiesced to it, and we can't go back now and change that. Uh, so we're dealt with what's happening at the time, um, you know, at the time the new change comes in. Now, the other danger is when employers start making, you know, small changes like that. Um, So let's say they make small change reductions in pay or hours and the employee accepts them. The more they accept them moving forward, the more the employer is going to have a right, an implied right Uh. to continue doing that. So, you know, you you can't, you're going to be in a position where they're going to be able to just keep lowering your compensation. 416-870-6400, 416-870-6400, star 640 on your cell, or one 225 talk uh, Toll-free number there. You'll want to call through, ask David a question. Your opinion, your questions will be answered right up till about 10 to 8 tonight, so make sure you get some time to call through. We'd love to uh, to hear from you. Yeah, temporary layoffs. We talk about this all the time. Uh, basically, what is a temporary layoff, and how is it different than a regular termination of employment? Yeah, temporary layoffs something we uh, we do here quite uh, quite a bit of it, especially um, you know November December, um, you know some a lot of uh, some industries uh, get a little slow around this time, so they'll lay people off temporarily. Temporary layoff is when the employer says, you know, you, we don't need you right now, don't work. Um, we may call you back though in the future, um, and a. Uh, obviously, a regular termination is just the, the employer intends that that's it for the employment relationship, that you won't be working there anymore. Now, when a temporary layoff occurs, um, the employee should act quickly in terms of det- determining whether they want to accept it or not, mm-hmm. uh, and for the reasons we've discussed. Um, if you accept it once, uh, you accept it twice, eventually there's going to be an implied term that they can temporarily lay you off. We'll take our uh, first call of the evening. Chris, good evening. How are you? Good evening, gentlemen. What's going on? Uh, uh, dismissal without cause. My wife worked for a company for 20 years. Uh, one day she was called into the office, uh, given a bunch of papers. This is your severance package. And that was above board. That was not an issue. She was told to hand over all of her, uh, her cards and her keys, and she was escorted off the property. Uh, obviously, they didn't want her working anymore. This came totally out of the blue. Uh, but now she's going for other positions with other companies, and they're asking, well, why did they let you go? And she says, I don't know. And it's been coming back to the grapevine. Well, if you've been there for 20 years and all of a sudden they let you go, there must be something going on there, so we'd rather not hire you. So what does she do, lie on the application, or where does she stand now? Yeah, that's a tough uh, tough spot to be in, and uh, you know that does happen quite a bit. Um, just in the sense that if you've worked for somewhere for a long time, all of a sudden you're let go, there's kind of a... And, you know, people uh, presume that something bad happened, right? Yeah. Um, which I, I think is the incorrect presumption because um, companies let people go all the time. Um, restructuring happens, um, and a lot of the time there isn't. It's not because of the employee, their their performance or their actions or anything like that. Um, so, did did your wife get a um, a reference letter or a reference from them at all? Yeah just to basically state that she was a good employer, worked there for such and such a time, and but she can't find out the reason that she was let go. The, uh, the head office says it was initiated by the branch, and the branch said it was initiated by the head office. The record on employment says absolutely nothing, so she's, she's basically in, you know, never any uh, hearings with human resources. She was considered, she got a bonus like, like two months before she was let go. Right. So does she not use that? You know, you said the reference letter says something positive about her. Does she not use that reference letter? Yeah, she does. But, yeah. Uh, 
it doesn't seem to mean much. Chris, how long ago this? Uh, how long? Uh, how long ago was this? This happened about four months ago. Okay. Did she did she accept the severance offer? Or has she done? Has she uh, yeah, signed no, off it on it? A, it was a good severance package. There's no no argument there. Uh, what I would uh, recommend you do, Chris, is contact someone at the at the company and just say that she's having these these, these questions are being asked, and oh. she wants to you know work with them on coming up with with the with the reason, and just so everyone's aligned. Because uh, the last thing you want is her saying one thing and the employer HR saying another. Um, and you know if there's a positive reference letter, um, it, this shouldn't be an issue. So uh, I'm wondering if there's a disconnect between what the employer is saying or HR is saying and what she's saying. Um, another thing she could do uh chris is is she on good terms with any, like her man her manager or previous colleagues or anything like that because sometimes you can talk to them independently of you know the, the termination right. or severance package and just get a reference that way no she tried and they won't even talk to her for some reason and what then the employer won't like no one at the employer will talk to her about this well the manager is the one that told her that she was gone and escorted her off the property right then and there so she doesn't feel all that great about the manager Okay. Uh, well, I mean, the only way to really do it is to get in touch with the company and, and try to figure out a, uh, you know, a, a positive reference letter from them. That's worth trying. Thank you. Okay, thank yeah. you. Yeah. Chris, appreciate your call. Moving forward, you need to contact David Lior. It's one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. We'll get another one in here before we uh, before we take a break. Hey, Rob, how are you? Good evening. Hi, Rob. Hi. How you guys doing? Good, Good pal. What's uh, what's your concern? I have a situation where my uh, my wife's she's been working for the company about 13, 14 years, and uh, she's it's about uh, I don't know fifty kilometers away from her our house right now. So she um, it's just enough time to drop off the kids and pick her and pick up the kids. But their their company is moving an extra say fifteen twenty kilometers away mm-hmm. further, and. Uh, she won't be able to. It doesn't work out. Yeah. It won't work out. Like she won't yep. be able to have the same amount of hours, and uh, <clears throat> excuse me. So she's she's been there quite a bit, bit, and she does she doesn't really want to go to that. You know, they, especially like this morning with all the tra- traffic and snow and stuff like that. Even, even it takes her like an hour and change right now to get to work. It'll probably take her an hour and forty five minutes to get to work. Um. So I don't wondering which what's her she have any any uh, anything she, you know, she doesn't want to quit because she quits she doesn't she doesn't get anything right but if she accepts if she accepts going to the new spot then she's kind of more or less accepted it right yeah that's absolutely right so uh when an employer changes their location so is this is this a location change as for the whole company or is it just her yeah, for the whole, no for the whole company okay so when an employer does that um you know they're allowed to you know attempt to do that but if it causes certain employees to have you know a significantly longer commute uh, especially if that conflicts with you know family obligations and responsibilities uh, and significantly, um, you know, increases the amount of time the the, um, the employees in the car uh, commuting. That the employee may have a, an option of not accepting that. Okay, and okay. basically that would be a constructive dismissal. But okay. in that type of case, um, the problem is uh, from your you and your wife's perspective is she essentially has to resign um, and allege constructive dismissal. Okay. So you can't because, like you pointed out. Um, if she continues working there, if she accepts it, I mean, there's no going back once you accept that. 
Right. Okay. They could do it again too, right? Right. Yeah. Is it, Rob, would there be any any way of getting her, uh, you know, is there any way of them, you know, working with her to maybe change her hours if she can commute earlier? Um, and, and well, well, the problem is they, she has to drop off the kids and pick them yep. up. Right. So, so she's kind of restricted with her time. Like, you know, the kids got to be in at school at a certain time. Even though of course. she she brings them earlier because she's they're they're involved in the before and after school program, but there's no way that with the distance right now it'll be even possible to to uh, even right now where it's really working out just. Perfect. You're stretching like it now, I, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If on, yeah. Like on a bad day, you're you're done, right? So now, does she have any rights? Does she and if she, uh, well, she absolutely could allege constructive dismissal and, and go after a severance package in these circumstances. The problem is she does have to essentially quit. So it, that, that's the choice she has to make. Rob, I'm just going to put you on hold for one sec. We're going to take a short break, get back with you, and the rest of your phone calls as well. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one 225 talk That number is toll-free. We're going to follow up with Rob and get more of that and that discussion after a short break here on the Employment Hour on Global News Radio. Monday nights, Wednesday nights at this time, and, of course, uh, Employment Hour and 30, our weekly uh, TV show on Global Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. If you haven't checked it out yet, we'll talk about it in just a bit. SeverancePayCalculator.com. Find out exactly what your severance offer should be the right amount. Uh, the phone number is 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one 225 talk That number is toll-free. Rob, just uh, kept you on here. Thanks for hanging in, pal. I'll get Dave to give you some yeah. final uh, some final pointers, some final thoughts. Sure. Yeah, Rob, so um, what, uh, you know, obviously this is a tough spot for your wife to be in, and you're saying, you know, she doesn't want to lose her job, um, but the issue is it doesn't sound like she's going to be able to make it work, right? No, exactly. So she's either going to have to work six hours and work part-time at the same job or yeah. the extra commute or, you know, quit and try to find something closer. But yeah. if she quit, is she is she entitled to anything or she resigned? Yeah, so if... They're, they're moving? You know, the, the, well, first of all, when's this happening? When's the move happening? In about uh, four months. Okay, so she's been given notice of that for, of the of the yeah. move. Okay, yeah. so first thing we talk about, they do get credit for that uh, for that. You know, if she is going to allege constructive dismissal, they get basically credit of four months severance pay uh, at the at common law. Um, so let's say she was entitled to twelve months of severance pay, she'd actually only get eight on top of that. Okay. Okay. Now, um, I mean, obviously she has to make a decision what she wants to do. Um, it, it, I think the best way to approach it is to start by identifying the concerns to to her employer and saying, look, these are my issues. This is why it's a a problem for me. Are there any solutions that would allow me to continue working full-time? And I, I don't know the circumstances, obviously, maybe there, there's not, but I think it's always good, especially, uh, you know, it, it makes it would make your, your wife look good if, if she's making an effort to continue the employment relationship, obviously, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. And great, if, if for, I don't know how, but if they can somehow fi- figure out a way to, to make it work, um, that'd be great. Um, and so she should, you know, basically present that to them. And if they, uh, if they just say, nope, uh, nothing we can do, at that point, um, you should, uh, you know, we should talk about the best way to proceed because uh, it's it's very important to um, proceed carefully with constructive dismissal because like you don't want to have her resign uh, voluntarily resign. You want to make it very clear that it's a constructive dismissal and preserve the, the severance pay. Okay. Well, they, she, she's kind of 
she's kind of said something about it, and they said they can try to work on the hours, but the, the distance, it's just there's no way you can work. There's only so many hours in a day. So she's kind of she's kind of really in a hard place because it's, it's almost a, it, it doesn't make a difference how they work the hours. There's no time. There's no difference. There's a, right. It just... So, yeah, I mean, if that's the case, if it's really, if it's, you know, essentially, if it's tough to do, she has to either accept the, you know, I mean, accept, make it work. Um, I guess the other option is to, to work part-time hours. And the third option is a constructive dismissal, in which case she would have to resign um, once the move happens. Um, other than that, I, there's there's really not, I mean, I, I don't know what else to say. Um, those are the options. Um, well, and it's important to proceed carefully, though, Rob, and really think about it. Rob, moving forward, uh, I'm going to let you go at that point. one 855 821 to get it. If you're going to make that type of move, make sure you call Dave or Lior first. one 855 or help at employmenthour.com is the best way to uh, proceed on that way. Mervin, good morning, uh, good afternoon. How are you? Or at least good evening by this point. How are you, pal? Hi, how are you? Good. What's, uh, what's your concern? Yes, uh, so my wife is about to start a new position as a um, work-from-home CSR agent. And she's going to be a subcontractor. Now, apparently, she was told that she's only going to be paid eleven sixty, I believe it is, the minimum wage. And they don't have to increase their minimum wage to $14 an hour as per the new guidelines. Is that true for subcontractors? So is she not an Are they saying she's not an employee? Well, basically what she is is she's going to be on their payroll, right? Yeah. And uh, she is going to be a subcontractor as they are contractors to a different company. Hmm. Right, right. so they're they're trying to get around it by saying she's not an employee, she's a contractor. Yes. Okay. Uh, is she going to be working full-time for, uh, for them? Well, uh, full-time meaning whenever she gets the hours to basically work because she's going to be a full-time mom and whenever she gets time, she's going to be doing this part-time, right? Like from, say, 9 to 1 or something like that. So. Got it. Okay. And is she? Does she work elsewhere? Does she have other jobs? No, she doesn't. No. And she'll be. I mean, she'll be answering to them. She'll be reporting to them and everything. Basically, every time she logs in, logs out, she'll be given the hourly rate for that. And that's what they're saying is that it's eleven sixty instead of the fourteen dollars an hour. Wow. Yeah. So um, I mean. It sounds like she's an employee, um, so okay. she should, uh, you know, she sh- should be entitled to all the same uh, same benefits under the Employment Standards Act as, as you know, as if she's an employee. Um, oh. You know, you can't avoid um, minimum standards uh, legislation, employment legislation, such as the ESA, by classifying someone as a contractor, uh, unless they're actually a, a contractor and you know, and, and they work for various different employers. Oh, like they'll get benefits and stuff like that, like bonuses and all that stuff as well. Yeah, so right. she's an employee, so she should uh, absolutely have. That looked into um, before agreeing okay. to that. Okay, perfect. And if there's any questions or concerns, we can always contact you, right? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, no. And in fact, I would recommend you do that. Uh, you know, sooner rather than later, just to ensure she doesn't sign anything or agree to to an arrangement that uh, puts her in a bad position. Mervin, that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred again. Help at employmenthour.com. Can they even do that? Can they? They can't play or blow the minimum wage, especially now, right? I mean, I, I could see employers tra- starting to try to do, you know, things like that by just terming people contractors and whatnot. Yeah. But no, there, there's there's no way that's going to be allowed. Uh, the the law is going to protect uh, individuals uh, in that sense. So, 
416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or 1-888-225-TALK. That number is absolutely toll-free. We were talking about in between the calls, uh, temporary layoffs. Is an employer allowed to lay off an employee temporarily? So an employer is only allowed to temporarily lay off an employee in two scenarios. The first one, which we've uh, alluded to uh, many times in the constructive dismissal context, um, is if there's... If there's been layoffs in the past, so if there's an implied or understood term of employment, the employee will be uh, laid off and that uh, the employer can do that. Um, And uh, such a layoff is allowed for 13 weeks or 35 weeks, depending on whether benefits uh, are continued or not. Um, The second way to do it is if the employment contract specifically states that layoffs are allowed in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. And if you're an employer, that is the obviously the best way to uh, you know allow for layoffs and give you the uh, give you the right to do that is to have it in the contract. So before the employer uh, employee even starts working there, they sign an employment agreement that says exactly that. You know, and we may be able to lay you off, or we may you know we retain the right to lay you off uh, temporarily in accordance with the Employment Standards Act. Those are the two only two times that layoffs are allowed. 416-870-6400, star 640 on cell, or one triple eight two two five. talk the toll-free number to talk to Dave, get your questions answered. Uh, Chris, good evening. How are you, pal? Hey, good. Well, I've been better, but how are you? Right, right. What's uh, what's going on with you? Lost uh, lost my job today. Oh, okay. Um, I had a, a, workplace, a workplace injury, and uh, which was reported uh, about two weeks ago and came back. Um, I was off Friday and then then again today and then um, and I received a termination letter, but I'm under the three months. Okay, so you, you get injured at work, uh, you, you need some time off to deal with it, uh, and then right. they terminate your employment. Right, as uh, as not a not a fit, but right. in the short time I've been there, was called into uh, uh, the GM's office, who who's the one that hired me. Yeah. Um, had said that there's a you know I see a future here for you and we're going to put you in a new department because it's a great greater place to learn and so somewhat of a, a promotion right within that putting me into a better suited position with more responsibility yeah, yeah. To, to go to that to to know it just seems very coincidental I'm sure yeah it, I don't think there's any other uh, you know credible explanation for it um, the, a couple of issues come up here. Uh, the first is it's uh, you know it's a violation of the Workplace Safety Insurance Act to let someone go because of a workplace injury. Um, so there's one issue. The second one, which um, is very important, is uh, under the Ontario Human Rights Code, you can't terminate an, uh, an employee's employment because of a medical disability. Um, so, them saying just not a fit. I mean, that, that, that's a pretty catch-all phrase, isn't it? Yeah, but I mean, I think anyone looking at it um, at, at the situation, it's quite clear what happened, right? I mean, they're, I if, if if they're really going to try to convince um, someone, uh, a court or a, a tribunal, that it was because you weren't a fit and they made the decision, you know, they're going to have to show evidence that before you got injured, they had already made that decision. So emails yeah, right. internally saying, oh, he's not a fit. Um, I just don't see it being very credible unless they have very good concrete written evidence. The third issue that comes up is severance pay. Now I know you you're only there for you're there for under three months, right? Correct. So under three months, and in many cases, you know that's you know length of service is obviously one of the factors we consider when determining the severance package. And under three months is uh, is very short service, um, exactly. so it's not going to entitle you to a big severance package. Now, how old are you, uh, Chris? Thirty-five. 
47. Okay. And um, what was your job? Uh, shipping and receiving. Okay. So not where I came anyways. Carry on. So... In this case, I mean, even though you're short service, um, you know that well, that's going to you know mean a, a, a shorter notice period, generally speaking. However, the one no. thing that comes into play here is the fact that you're injured. So, if your injury prevents you from looking for work, that can actually increase the amount of severance you're entitled to. So, even though you're only there for uh, three three months, given that circumstance, you actually could get um, a, you know a severance package of, of several months. Um, and also some human rights damages. So what I would do um, is uh, give us a call tomorrow and uh, let us uh, talk with you and, and figure out how to best respond with, with to them. That'd be great. And I, I, this is certainly this just I just would like to be covered, and my family covered long enough to 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 get back into a direction rather than a sudden uh, pull of the plug. Exactly, and that's the that's the purpose of severance, right? And especially with someone who's 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 been hurt during the job. I mean, um, you, you need that bridge, uh, you need to bridge the gap of unemployment, right, and allow you to get better. Yes. Yeah. You're okay. not you're not unionized, are you, Chris? No, no. no Inside, okay. a great company to to work for. I was just, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're looking out for their their interests, but I have to do that for for myself, right? Yeah, now, correct. Definitely, uh, and you know, we do see this happen sometimes, especially with smaller companies or companies mm-hmm. that maybe aren't as, uh, you know, aren't as institutionalized, and you know, that it's a tough thing for a small business to deal with uh, sometimes when someone gets injured. But it's definitely the wrong call to make in the long run. Chris, make sure you got this down, one 821 5900 Again, one 821 5900 Help at employmenthour.com. Give Dave a call uh, tomorrow. Get this thing uh, under wraps and underway. Pauline, good evening. Hi. Hi. How, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. What's your concern? Um, I've worked for an organization for almost 14 years, and I have uh, a very nasty boss, <laughs> And it's actually just been getting worse as the years go on. And I've just recently um, been diagnosed with anxiety and stress. Mm-hmm. Have gone to the hospital a couple times by ambulance. And I just, I just couldn't take it there anymore. And my husband has just had two major surgeries in the last six months. And it just, it just really got to me. So uh, August 29th, I was at work and, you know, I, I just had to leave. Like, I, I couldn't take it anymore went to my doctor and he basically wrote me off um, saying that I needed to go on short-term disability. So my short-term disability is now up and um, I want to apply for long-term disability because yep. I don't believe I can go back there. And uh, situation at home, my husband's now coming up for another surgery in February. So it's just been very overwhelming for me right now. So um, I contacted the board of directors of our organization last week, and basically because I'm not the only one that has complained about this woman, and um, nothing's ever done. So I did go to the president, and I figured I was going to go to the board of directors, and um, haven't heard back anything. Basically what I would really like is just for them to pay me out. Like, right. I, I honestly don't think I can go back there anymore. And I'm going to actually going to be 65 in uh, a couple of weeks. But I really did not have a plan to retire. I wanted to continue working maybe on a part-time basis, but it, it's just become too much for me. Right. Are you on, does your company have an, a long-term disability plan? They do. Okay, so you're going to apply for that. Yes, but I don't know 
um, because they blocked me from everything in the organization. So I can't see, I know some organizations actually don't um, extend long-term disability if you are of a retirement age. Right, 65. Yeah, so I'm not sure if I will be entitled, and I haven't heard anything back from them. I emailed um, the manager of finance the doctor's note that I just received that he said I was not um, able to come back to work at this time, but I have not heard anything back. Okay. Uh, And you've obviously... You've brought up this this nasty boss, you know, many times in the past, right? Yeah, and you know, I'm not the only, and I have witnesses over there of how she has been. To okay. Me, you know, um, and it's not just me, but it's, it's almost like it's a feeling of power for her to belittle you and yeah, embarrass right. you, and she's just a really nasty person. And the human resources person. Um, her and my boss are very good friends. Okay. So, so that makes it, that's a huge issue, right? Yes, because I don't feel really comfortable going to her because I fear it's going to backlash on me more because they're, I mean, they're friends out of work. So yeah. need I say more? Yeah, it's not going to be a, uh, an objective yeah. uh, view of it. Uh, and you could actually, you know, get, uh, get you know, bullied more because of this. Yeah. Um, I, I think probably the best uh, course of action for you is to, um, uh, you know, moving forward, um, allege a constructive dismissal seems to be the big theme today, mm-hmm. um, just based on the poison work environment. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, just as importantly, their failure um, to do anything about it. Yeah. And um, I, I think that may be your best course of action here because <clears throat> it doesn't sound like you know, anything's going to get better, right? So, um, you know, they have, they've refused to do anything about it. Um, let's say you are, you know, healthier in six months. Mm-hmm. Well, what's going to change? Well, um, exactly. doesn't and sound like know, anything. They've kind of blocked me from basically working. Where am I going to get a job at the age of 65? Yeah, that's true. And you have 14 years of service, 65. What type of uh, job do you have? I'm, I work in the marketing department. And that's another thing. I started there on reception only because I needed a job. It was basically, okay, you know, I need a job. I'm going to take this until I find something else. But, you know, I really fell in love with the organization. It's a good organization. And I basically worked my way off reception with the promise I would never go back there. And now they've put me back there. So how long have you been back there? Uh, Probably about four years. Okay. Um, Yeah, like I said, I think a a constructive dismissal, um, you know, may be very, very possible here and uh, maybe your best course of action uh, to get a severance package. And uh, just because it doesn't sound like your boss, uh, they're going to protect you. It sounds like this harassment will continue um, when you return. Like the of the company is a very kind man. Yeah. And I don't know, I'm sure he does not know what has been happening to me. Mm -hmm. Right. But it's not something you go to the president of the company with. No. You, you know what I'm saying? You almost start to look like a, yep. a whiner. Yeah, and um, what I would recommend, uh, Pauline, is uh, give us a call because we can help you, um, you know, c- communicate with the company okay. and hopefully get this into the right hands. Okay. And um, and, and basically uh, the goal would be to get a you know get us a fair severance package, uh, given your years of service, uh, get you age of sixty five. Yeah, and uh, you know you you could uh, get uh, upwards of fourteen, fifteen, sixteen months worth of severance pay, um, given your years of service and it's age. It's very upsetting, even to talk about this because for sure yeah like absolutely my, my best friend was dying and she was being transferred to palliative care i mean i'm talking a friend mm-hmm. that i've known since i was seven yeah. and 
I asked for the day off, and which they gave me, no problem. But then she called me here at home and asked for my cell number, and I didn't have my cell on, considering where I was. So when I get home, my husband, he says to me, um, did you get the phone call from her? And I said, no. So I called her, you know, which I didn't have to. She was ranting at me about something at work and, and just said, okay, you know what, forget it, goodbye. Yeah. It doesn't sound like a very uh, very positive environment, and if it's causing you anxiety and stress, and it uh, sounds like it's a very serious medical issue, uh, you know, the best course of action, uh, it sounds like it would be to, uh, you know, to claim constructive dismissal and uh, and collect a severance package. So we can help you with that. Pauline, here's that number, 1-855-821-5900. Again, 1-855-821-5900. Call Dave, call Lior tomorrow when you got some time. And to help at employmenthour.com. We'll get to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, thanks for hanging in. How are you? Good, how are you? Good. What's, uh, what's going on with you? Um, I'm a service technician, and I've been working at this company for uh, a year, um, just over a year now. And I signed a, a new contract. And with this new contract, um, I get paid by the hour like I was before, and like with overtime and everything. But I gained um, stores, as in I get incentives on service and uh, doing service calls at these particular stores and doing training at these stores. Now, they gave me a, a list of stores that I have, and but there's extra stores that I'm servicing that are not on my list. So what I'm asking is, I'm on like a, a three-month probation right now uh, with this new contract, and I'm the only one out of all the other service technicians that... Like, like I said, a new thing that they're doing um, within the company. What my question is, is how do I go about with the extra stores that are not on my list that I'm not getting the incentives for? All right. Because once my three months are up, I, I don't want something that's like past practice. If I keep doing these service calls in these stores, but not actually getting paid for them, is would it come back to me as well? You've always been doing them. Yeah, that's definitely the that's definitely the danger there, Chris. Um, right. So that's something that I would recommend you talk to them about um, you know, as soon as you can. Highlight the concern, and um, and and hopefully it can be dealt with. Um, so you've been there for over a year. Over a year now. Yeah, and, and that's um, continuous but, employment? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. I work like 50 to 60 hours a week. And what's the probationary period you're talking about? It's, it's a three-month probation period that started in the um, in the 1st of December. Okay. That's... Um, I've been doing it like just over a month now, but the stores seem to be keep adding on like the service calls. Right. The service calls, but the stores... And, and the responsibility that they're so Chris does the does the probationary clause say that they can let you go whenever they you know without notice or pay um, during the next three months? Um, I don't think it actually says that because because that would be illegal, obviously. Them, yeah, when I sat down with them, it it's a three month probation 
to see how the project is going to work. Got it. Okay. I was just and making sure you didn't sign anything saying they could let you go without notice or termination pay. Um, no, because I've already done my... Initial, pro- yeah, because that would be illegal, obviously. So, so I'm getting benefits and everything. Yeah. To this, to this day. Right. That so what? Part of it never changed. Yeah. What I what I would recommend, Chris, is highlight your uh, your issues with uh, to them, uh, just to make sure that you it's been addressed, uh, and they can't say, "Oh, you've always accepted it," and then just see uh, see how they respond. And if you have questions that arise from that, you can give us a call because uh, it sounds like this may become an issue uh, at some point. Chris, here's that number one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. As we just about get ready to uh, to wrap for tonight, we're back here again on Wednesday at uh, seven o'clock, and we'll do the same thing all over again. If you haven't got that number again, one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Email is easy as well. Help at employmenthour dot com. And I know Dave made reference to it tonight, but if you want to know exactly what your severance offer should be, your age, your length of employment, and your position, severancepaycalculator dot com gives you a very accurate number of what that should be. If uh, you're facing a termination, you got a severance package in front of you, you want to compare, or just simply for interest's sake, tell your friends, tell family, and they can check that one as, as well. Until next time, we will uh, reconvene Wednesday evening here, right here on the Employment Hour. Alex Pearson is standing by. On Point continues on Global News Radio.